0: I'm not sure what not Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's an all-new episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. Blah, blah, blah. You know all about me by now if you've listened at all. If you have not listened at all, then go to Google and put in at the Neil Parks. At the Neil Parks will take you through literally 16 pages of really cool information about me. No arrest records, nothing illegal. Nothing bizarre or gross, just really cool stuff about the books I write, the documentaries I've been involved in, the films that I have been a screenplay writer for, and the mainstream motion pictures that I've assisted writing in and even acting in. Anything else you need to know, just send me an email at parksparanormal at gmail.com. That's paranormal at gmail.com. This week's episode, I'm going to be discussing winged cryptids, upright bipedals like Mothman, Gargoyles, Angels, Demons, and an onslaught of various other strange winged creatures, some you may have never heard of. So buckle up, sit back, I'm going to give you some time to pop some popcorn if you want, or maybe cook a delicious steak, it's entirely up to you. But once again, this is Neil Parks, I'm your host, And I hope you enjoy the show. Mothman, gargoyles, demons, and angels. There are many winged cryptids that come into my mind when discussing those four topics. Uh, You've got a bat-like creature that flies around in uh, South Africa. There are winged beasts, winged angels, uh, harbingers of sorrow gargoyles, demons, angels have wings, and it's an entire plethora that I'm going to be covering in this week's episode. It's, is it a bird or a plane, an in-depth history of winged beings? I'll call it that. I'll start off with the angel. Uh, it is a supernatural being or spirit, usually in humanoid form, from the Greek word angelos. It's found in various religions and mythologies, The theological study of angels is known as angelology. They are often depicted as benevolent celestial beings who act as intermediaries between heaven and earth or as guardian spirits or a guiding influence. The term angel has also been expanded to various notions of spirits found in many other religions as well. Other roles of angels include protecting, and guiding human beings and carrying out God's tasks. In art, angels are often depicted with bird-like wings on their back, a halo, robes, and various forms of glowing light as well. The celestial order of the universe, the readers of the scrolls, the seal breakers, bringers of destruction. Revelation is plagued with stories about these types of angels. Uh, Most of them appear... As a lion or a bull or some kind of a strange giant bird with a horse's body and a multitude of wings. And there are some that depict them as half man, half animal with uh, two or more wings and uh, extremely muscular in in their appearance. It moves us on to the next one. Uh, Of course, when you have angels, you have to have demons. Demons. A demon is a paranormal, often malevolent being prevalent in religion, occultism, literature, fiction, and folklore. The original Greek word daemon does not carry the negative connotation initially understood by implementation of the koine, well, ancient Greek, I should say, and later scribed to any cognate word sharing the same root. In ancient Near Eastern religions, as well as in the Arab Bahamic traditions, including ancient and medieval Christian demonology. A demon is considered to be an unclean spirit, sometimes a fallen angel, a non-human spirit or a spirit of unknown origin, which may cause demonic possession, thus calling for an exorcism In Western occultism and Renaissance magic which grew out of Greek-Roman magic, or Greco-Roman magic. Jewish demonology and Christian tradition tells us a demon is a spiritual entity that may be conjured and controlled if you know its name. However, control is highly unlikely with these beasts. If you remember the movie Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, which was based on a book, the books, by the way, are way better than the movies. If you remember the Furies, which are demon-like or gorgoyle-like in, in their appearance. The three goddesses of vengeance, Tisiphone, which is the avenger of murder, Megara, which is the avenger of jealousy, and Electo, which is constant anger. They were also called the Daughters of the Night, but were actually the daughters of Uranus and Gaia. Another name for them is the Irianus Without mercy the Furies would punish All crime including the breaking of rules Considering all aspects of society They would strike the offenders With madness Never stopped following the criminals The worst of all crimes was murder In that time The Furies would enjoy punishing This kind of crime Which brings me to Gargoyles Gargoyles of course a wonderful movie Was made in the 1970s uh, with uh, gargoyles as the, uh, both the protagonist and the antagonist. Uh, an entire horde, a nest of gargoyles living in a cave, uh, encountered a family traveling west, and uh, they learned from each other. They're scary as hell, but they learned from each other. And of course, the animated show Gargoyles, which was dominating the television airwaves in the 1990s and early 2000s, According to myths and legends, real gargoyle creatures were very majestic and mysterious animals. They were stone statues during the day and magically turned into flesh and blood creatures during the night. The stone slumber was a way for them to rejuvenate themselves and even heal wounds accumulated from the previous night. The Jersey Devil. I'm not talking about Snooky from... The uh, Jersey Shore TV show. Of of course, that joke may fall on deaf ears of uh, today's generation. For only the millennials and Gen Xers will know what the hell I'm talking about. The Jersey Devil. Not Snooky, Rather, it's a flying bipedal horse creature. Which is said to haunt the southern area of the Garden State, New Jersey. Tales of it have been passed along since the 1700s. When a demon child was said to have been born of Mother Leeds. There was a president who also encountered the Jersey Devil. She already had Mother Leeds, that is, had 12 children, and said that if she had a 13th, it would be from the Devil. Sure enough, one dark and stormy night, she popped out her 13th child and it transformed into a creature with hooves, a horse's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. 300 years later, and it's still being spotted pretty regularly as recently as September of 2012. In 1960, a $10,000 reward was offered for its capture but its greatest fame was in 1909 when thousands of people claimed to have seen the cryptid over the course of a week. Another $10,000 reward was offered at this point causing a hoax entry made by sticking wings on a kangaroo where in the world do they find a freaking kangaroo in Jersey? That's what I'd like to know. Now moving along to very not-so-well-known winged bipedal creatures. Bipedal means walking upright on hind legs. The Papobawa, which is bat-wing and Swahili. Bat-like, shape-shifting creature with one eye and a very large penis. Look out is said to stalk the men oh boy look out and women of zanzibar africa it can appear as human or as an animal the creature enters houses at night and sodomizes men women and children before leaving it tells its victims to tell everyone in the village of its attack or risk it coming back for more and now a word from our sponsor roswell ufos flying saucers alien abduction I'll share personal accounts, my research, and secondhand evidence. I will read excerpts and stories from my books and discuss my upcoming projects in the literary world. Documentaries both on TV and the big screen, plus my independent film projects. Paranormally Speaking is both thought-provoking and entertaining. New episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in to Paranormally Speaking and prepare to be enlightened. Now that we're back from our commercial, I was discussing Popobawa. From Swahili, the language, of course. Near Zanzibar, this creature with one eye and an extremely large penis. I know, the large penis gets me too. But it doesn't get me if you know what I mean. Also, Popobawa is the name of an evil spirit which is believed by residents to have first appeared on the Tanzanian island of Pemba. In 1995, it was the focus of a major outbreak of mass hysteria and panic, which spread from Pemba to the main island of the Zanzibar archipelago and across to Dersas Salaam and other urban centers on the East African coast. And that brings us to Ahul. The Ahul is a flying cryptid, supposedly a giant bat or, by other accounts, a living pterosaur or flying primate. Such a creature is not known to science, and there is no objective evidence that it exists as claimed. However, it is said to live in the deepest rainforests of Java, and it is described as having large dark eyes, large claws on its forearms, approximately the size of an infant, and a body covered in gray fur. Possibly the most intriguing and astounding feature is that it is said to have a wingspan of 10 feet. This is almost twice as long as the largest known bat in the world, the common flying fox. Bat Squatch. It's another flying cryptid. Yes, Bat Squatch. Never heard of this one till today. Well, actually, until I started putting this together and did this presentation. Nonetheless, this is was allegedly sighted near Mount St. Helens. It resembles a flying primate, similar to the Ahul and the Bati of Southeast Asia. Although it was sighted only once for a brief moment, once, mind you, and it made my list, the witnesses allegedly took several pictures of the creature. However, these pictures have not been properly analyzed and thus cannot prove the creature's existence. This one, this is so original. Owl Man, The Owlman, sometimes referred to as the Cornish Owlman, or the Owlman of Manan, is a purported cryptid that was supposedly sighted around mid-1976 in the village of Manan Cornwall. Yeah, I've never heard of Owlman. Mothman's a little more believable. The Owlman is sometimes compared to America's Mothman. There we go. Ding, ding, ding. In cryptozoological encounters and literature, the Monan Church is built in the middle of a prehistoric earthwork. It's suggested that the church may be built on a ley line, which is a straight line that passes through and links several ancient sites. And speculated that the appearance of the Owlman may be a manifestation of Earth energy in this place. And here's the money shot. Mothman. This one's my boy. I do the Mothman Festival almost every year as a guest speaker. That's where I sell my books, t-shirts I design, artwork that I do. Uh, Now I've got nine-inch tall Sasquatch silhouettes on a pedestal that I'm selling. Uh, Check out my... uh, web page for that link if you want to know how to order one of those or just email me and I can send the link your way. Mothman is a winged creature reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area of West Virginia from the 15th of November 1966 to the 15th of December 1967. The first newspaper report was published in the Point Pleasant Register dated 16 November 1966 titled Couples See Man-Sized Bird, Creature, Something, Mothman was introduced to a wider audience by Gray Barker in 1970 Later popularized by John Keel in his 1975 book The Mothman Prophecies Claiming that Mothman was related to a wide array of supernatural events in the area And that the collapse of the Silver Bridge The 2002 film The Mothman Prophecies starring Richard Gere Was loosely based on Keel's book On December 15, 1967, the Silver Bridge collapsed while it was full of rush hour traffic, resulting in the deaths of 46 people. Two of the victims were never found. That's probably because of the catfish that are in the river that are the size of Volkswagen Beetles. Anyway, investigations of the wreckage pointed to the cause of the collapse being the failure of a single eye bar in a suspension chain due to a small defect that was no more than 2.5 millimeters deep in the flaw. Analysis showed that the bridge was carrying much heavier loads than it had originally been designed for. It was poorly maintained. The collapsed bridge was replaced by the Silver Memorial Bridge, which was completed in 1969. After the catastrophe of the bridge collapse, the UFO sightings that were dominating the skies over Point Pleasant and Gallipolis, Ohio, suddenly stopped. The Men in Black MIB vanished and stopped harassing people, and the Mothman moved on. There have even been an array of Mothman-type sightings in Nelsonville, Ohio, before the collapse of a train tunnel, Uh, also over New York City a week leading up to the 9-11 attacks. And a month leading up to the Chernobyl catastrophe in Russia. As well as the nuclear power plant explosion catastrophe in Japan. Several sightings of this type of creature have always been attached to some major catastrophe. Or an event that leads to uh, mass casualties. Winged cryptids and entertainment... Of course, there is a market for this, uh, the entertainment value, that being new discoveries. This is something I hold dear to and preach constantly. Each year, scientists record another 18,000 new species of plants and animals. In recent years, they've added about 70 new reptiles and 400 new fish annually to the world's databases of species. Even more discoveries of plants And invertebrates have come forward. Biologists every year document about 2,000 new species of flowering plants and 13,500 new invertebrate. Now, this is a fun factoid. To date, we have explored less than 5% of our oceans. 5%. We've lived on this planet for millennia. And we've only thoroughly explored 5% of a planet that is over 72% water. The ocean is the lifeblood of this planet, covering more than 70% of the planet's surface, driving weather, regulating temperatures, and ultimately supporting all living organisms. Throughout history, the ocean has been a vital source of sustenance, transport, commerce, growth, and inspiration. Yet for all our reliance on the ocean, 95% of this realm remains unexplored, and what is inside has remained unseen by human eyes. According to National Geographic, 86% of the world's species are still unknown. 86%! We are within reach of finding all of the remaining species. Are we way off? According to the experts and my research, the answer is we are that far off from thoroughly mapping and understanding the planet in which we inhabit with these creatures. When did we find these, the discoveries of the Western world? Let's start with gorillas. They were discovered in 1847 by the Western world, thought to be a creature of myth and legend. The Western gorilla was discovered by the American and missionary Thomas Stoughton Savage and a naturalist Jeffrey Wyman. That was in 1847. That was just a short while before the Civil War. And then we've got the coelacanth. Coelacanths were thought to have gone extinct millions of years ago in the late crustaceous period. But they were rediscovered in 1938 off the coast of South Africa. And these are beast fish. These are like dinosaur monster looking fish. They're not attractive at all. You wouldn't want these in an aquarium. Then you've got the panda. In 1869, a French missionary, Armand Pierre David, obtained a specimen of a giant panda from Sichuan, and they were thought to be creatures of myth. No one believed these things truly existed in the Western world until they freaking found it and saw it for themselves. Then we got a giant squid thought to be a thing of myth, thought to be a part of deep sea tales and legends of pirates and merchants. It was photographed for the first time in 2004 and captured on video for the first time in 2006. And it's bigger than six freaking Greyhound buses. It's a giant squid, a monster squid. The things of legend and lore often used in movies like Sinbad or Pirates of the Caribbean even. Um, Monster squid. And, and, you know, we we have in restaurants where we're eating baby squid or we're eating fried octopus. And I have a soft spot for octopi. Uh, They're an amazing creature, uh, an amazing specimen. The DNA within these creatures doesn't match any known DNA strand or chromosome composite That we've yet to discover on this planet. Their DNA composite is thought to be something of alien origin. And they swim in our oceans. And they get bigger and bigger the deeper you go. And we'll never in my lifetime reach the depths of the ocean required to see much bigger beasts. But due to climate change and the water rising because of the melting of the polar ice caps and the permafrost being gone, we're seeing and witnessing a lot more of these creatures coming up to the surface because the waters are getting colder. Where in, say, the Midwest, it's experiencing snow in mid-May. Are we going to have a snowstorm in July? And these are things that are cyclical and they rely on natural habitat and when things speed up, like with what we're doing on our own planet, natural occurrences and weather changes and weather patterns speed up drastically, and that throws the entire system off whack. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. Talkstream Live introduces our first-ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow, now follow you. Experts and researchers have a theory In regards to Bigfoot They are saying that the bear that saved a lost child About a half a year ago May have in fact been a Sasquatch When three-year-old Casey Hathaway was found by rescuers last week After two nights lost in the freezing cold woods of North Carolina He had a very simple explanation to give as to how he survived A bear helped him As his aunt, Brianna Hathaway, posted to Facebook, Casey is healthy, smiling and talking. He said he hung out with a bear for two days. God sent him a friend to keep him safe. God is a good God. Miracles do happen. While obviously extremely cool, if true, this seems unlikely, as bear researcher Chris Servine from University of Montana states. He says, I've never known such a thing to happen. Bears don't do that. We can all agree that it is surely miraculous that little Casey survived, but we must also all agree that it is pretty unlikely that it was the friendship of a bear that allowed him to survive. Luckily, there is a very simple, very plausible explanation for how he managed to survive. Bigfoot. The canny enthusiasts of the Bigfoot community didn't miss a trick and very quickly ascertained that the story about a magical bear was actually probably a story about the world's most famous wood ape. From the website of paranormal radio show Spaced Out Radio states, Casey said he spent two days hanging out with a bear. A bear, mind you. For the record, bears hibernate in the cold months of winter, and there are no reports available of bears coming out of hibernation to tend to lost children. However, also on record, are many reports of Bigfoot helping lost children through the ages. The complications of Bigfoot stories include a myriad of experiences where Bigfoot intervened in a lost child's plight and helped him survive. So did Casey Hathaway spend two days with a bear, or did he spend two days with Bigfoot? Could this big furry creature who many believe is just mythical have cared for and kept alive for two days in freezing weather a three-year-old toddler who wandered off and got himself in a perilous situation? Some may doubt such a thing. However, in the light of what we know about bears in winter and Bigfoot's documented interaction with other children, I'm going to say it was Bigfoot. that's all the time we have for today, but I'm happy to leave you with uh, food for thought, peace of mind. Many of us believe that we are witnessing the fall of the U.S. empire. Would a civilized country limit health care or food assistance for the poor? Would a civilized country leave crops rotting in the fields, destroy the educational system? target women and attempt to eliminate their reproductive rights while refusing to help the resulting babies from women who are forced to keep them. Abuse desperate immigrants, pretend to believe in Christianity while perverting and debasing its tenets, refuse to protect the earth from destruction. The world is watching. I'm Neil Parks, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Join us next time for more of the same, and I'll add something a little spicy next week. Thank you. Have a great weekend.